It is the Unpack Podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation talking about your could maybe kind of sort of go to the playoffs Green Bay Packers. I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Follow the show at the Unpack Pod on Twitter at the Unpack Pod on Instagram for no reason coming to you via the, the Glenn Memorial Zoom account. I can't come up with a better name. <laughs> not a memorial like he's not with us anymore, but a memorial commemorating our listener, Glenn, being fed up with um, our occasional Zoom time limits. So he has become, <laughs> at least for now, a generous patron on our Patreon account uh, to help extend and elongate the uh, absolute gibberish <laughs> that we put into the world. So Glenn, we thank you uh, for that. And um, yeah, um, Zach, we got Nick. We got Alex. We got three guys all in hats and black shirts. We look like three creative directors at an ad agency getting ready to come up with something <laughs> terrible. The, ne- the next revolutionary <laughs> branding me- brand messaging for the NFL. <laughs> the Enya FL. Yeah, we could have done better than that. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, man. Um, so, Christmas break, huh, guys? Hey! Ah, uh, yes. The it's weird a... purgatory. Everyone's yeah. everyone's talking about, I feel like this year, more than other years, people are talking about how this week between Christmas and New Year's is this, like, land without time, where days yeah. of the week don't exist. Um, I haven't thought about it until you just mentioned that, but it's got to be, like, this is the first year where we haven't been in, like, complete lockdown for the last for the winter months, so it hasn't all time hadn't already bled together. Um, but it does feel very much, very much like time does not exist right now. The fact that we're doing this uh, podcast is like one of the flagpoles in my week that tells me, okay, that's what day of the week, that's what day of the week it is. Oh yeah, I <laughs> wouldn't know day. otherwise. Um, yeah, it is Wednesday as we record this, and it's three forty-five in the afternoon there. It's 1.45 here, Mountain Time, so I'm drinking coffee, but I saw you guys um, have some new Glarus. We de- yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> delayed just enough to make Kraken open a spotted cow, an appropriate idea, um, thanks to Gabrielle's mother, Karen, for driving these to us. I know it's like an embargo type of situation. It's not supposed to leave the uh, state of Wisconsin, but... <laughs> Um, it's just too good. They're here. They're they, have, here. they have like they have like checkpoints and like in Kenosha, you can't you can't cross. Yeah, can't cross over. It's like bringing like limes into another country or something. And isn't there the um? What's that place? There's a place that's right on the border. Isn't it called something Cheese Castle? Somebody's Cheese Castle. Oh, the Mars Cheese Castle. Isn't that like maybe the last place you can get spotted it, cow before you enter Illinois? And it's pro- for that reason, it's like marked up like an outrageous amount. Uh, maybe I'm making no, that no, up. no. I believe that's right. Yeah, I I feel like I've heard that before. But anyway, they're here. They're in New York. They were uh, present on Christmas. There may or may not be a couple left. Uh, you know, for the last game or two of the Packers being mathematically alive, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we're we're making them last. We're making it happen, baby. What is the um, Nick? I'm curious now. What is the the moral cutoff line in the day when it's like beforehand no beer afterwards beer's okay yeah yeah it's tough because um <laughs> my, my morals as it relates 
unexpected drinks are shoddy at best. Yeah. I would say during a regular work day, if you have a, if you, the five o'clock is a typical cutoff. That's the cliche. Um, but a happy hour every once in a while starts a bit earlier. So I'm going to bump that up to four. <laughs> during this weird purgatory week, the fact that I made it till noon is good enough. That's what I think. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right. I guess we should uh, talk some football, which uh, there was a bunch of over the uh, Christmas weekend, 26 to 20, of course, the Packers over the Dolphins. And guys, speaking of New Glarus, the Packers have the bartender's attention. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it took. They haven't ordered Ignoring yet. four other folks at the bar. Right. A.K.A. the four teams that needed to lose to keep this this dream alive and boy it they haven't happened. ordered Just the drink to... yet but the bartender like made eye contact and gave you the nod like you're on yep. my list like i'm coming back yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and they know what they're gonna order yeah 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 because they're like ready to they're in control and of the situation the second that bartender does come back yeah they're getting it they just um, got a couple things to take care of first yeah then then it's on oh it's game on <laughs> i love this so um, crazy the improbability of this is just flabbergasting. But I mean, like, I don't know. It's, I love it. it. It's just it's a very Packers-esque thing to just keep hope alive as long as as long as we possibly can. I'm I'm all for it. And I think that we'll transition nicely into my notable nugget, which is really just about the power of relative expectations um and listener ryan tweeted in his note nug saying um i cannot wait to lose to the 49ers in the postseason again and i I think i think he was being sincere like i'm excited that we have the opportunity (laughs) to lose to the 49ers in the playoffs and in years past this is kind of what i mean by relative expectations in years past when the Packers are kind of winning all those close games like the Vikings are this year and kind of plowing through the regular season in terms of the win column. But we know that there's um, a, a checkoff's gun, a, a some some kind of fatal flaw, something that's going to come back and, and haunt them in the playoffs like special teams or bad defense or whatever. Uh, but your expectations are so high because they've, you know, they won whatever, 13 games or whatever, that the, the playoff loss just hurts a little bit more. But this time around, I'm just like the expectations were so much lower. And I was thinking about it. It's interesting because the Vikings, the Packers, and the Lions are kind of the same team in terms of just relative mediocrity. There's like mm-hmm. different good and bad things about each team, but on balance, they're super similar. But the Vi- the Vikings, we knew that they were going to be kind of, I think first or second in in the division um and they're clearly overperforming uh relative to uh close games and so they're racking up wins and their fans are getting all sour when they're you know when they're um underdogs to the lions a game that they ended up losing by the way uh because they're not that good <laughs> meanwhile the lions any any positive movement for the lions for that franchise is like beating expectations um, and then the Packers, you know, came in with big expectations quickly that like flatlined. And now we're just kind of building back up and we're happy to be where we are. Um, but I'm excited to be 
where we are. And um, yeah, I guess, you know, to quote Ryan, I cannot wait to lose to the 49ers in the postseason. Yeah, it feels it feels like there's a, a, a just an inevitable trajectory, which is going to come down to the, the Packers beating the Lions in week 18 and the Lions linesing and the Packers squeaking in. And, you know, maybe the Packers eke their way to a six seed and don't have to. I mean, there's still a chance of that, which is even crazier. Yeah, right. Um, if that happens, the 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 Niners probably bump up to a two seed, so we wouldn't face them into the second round. But that would be the perfect place for the Packers just to get blown out of the water by Brock Purdy. And I'd be and I would love it and I'd be OK <laughs> yeah. with it. It would be it was it just it's it's a, a tempering of expectations. And at this point, we don't it, playing for draft capital. It's not going to make that big of a difference unless some math nerd wants to tell me otherwise. But has there ever a quick aside? Has there ever been a more third string quarterbacky name than Brock Purdy? Amazing. It's, what it's a name. as good as it gets. And Shanahan's going to milk every ounce of talent out of him. Yeah, he's going to be playing. I actually, you know, I, I I feel like he's gonna be a Bronco, like Ooh. not long from now, and he'll be making oh, like double digit millions per year, and like as a Bronco, and like pour one out a for year and a half. New Packers special consultant of something, Nathaniel Hack, <laughs> getting fired by the yeah, he'll find his way back. Rogers will get what he wants. Talk about going nuclear! Oh, I man. gotta respect our boy Hackett getting fired, and um you know, laying it all out there about Russell Wilson saying, wait, what is that, was that a I real said? quote? No, I, Alex, you got tricked by the internet, buddy. I did. Yeah. <laughs> dude, got, I no thought that was real. Why not? Was, that would be so it sick. Was, it was posted by a barstool dude. Oh. I think it was PFT commenter. I who does those like, little fake like tweets a... all those, all the time. No, we're on. referring of course to the, uh, the, the Nathaniel Hackett quote. And I'm saying quote in air quotes about um having to work with a quarterback who has more bathrooms in his house than touchdown passes this year i'm is that right are we on the same page <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure yeah, that's yeah. it's we should i wish i wouldn't i oh yeah a, no that is definitely fake it's that's a better so world where we all believe that's real that that's like yeah exactly that should be how that that should be what this sport is guys just saying stuff like that oh, yeah um, man. I love, oh my god i love that for oh. you alex that you thought that was real I did. I thought like I mean, you know. we all get we all get fooled by the internet time and time again. Yeah, I think I just really the second I see a, a negative Russell Wilson thing, I just jump all over it. Like it excites me so much. Which, to be fair, there's a lot more of these days than there used Ooh, to be when he was boy. also playing well. He was playing well, and he was just a lunatic. That it wasn't it wasn't as prominent we were, as when he's playing like total poop. Yeah, and we were talking in our group chat earlier in the week just about how funny it is that Russell Wilson within this last month would walk up to the line of scrimmage give a Seattle Seahawks audible or check at the line and wonder why nobody knew what the hell he was talking about or or why um, he didn't have the command or respect of his team like where is this what a fall from grace I can't even put my I can't wrap my head around it I think I've I've seen that enough that I think that that is true and that that happened I think it's, at yeah, least well, once. Hackett didn't even like deny it when asked the question. It was like, yeah, I can't speak to that. He's got autonomy when he goes to the line to make yeah. checks, but like if guys see blah, blah, blah. 
That's bizarre to me, though, just because, and, and we can, we don't need to go on, we don't need to stretch out. Well, now that we have the Glenn <laughs> Memorial Zoom account, we can elongate this gibberish yeah. as long as we want. Yeah, Glenn, uh, you get some bonus content this week. More <laughs> ramblings of insane <laughs> folks. Um, that, to me, it was surprising just because Russ, he's, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's mostly an act, but he's so try hard and he's like, whatever i'm like looking at i'm like looking at film in my sleep and i'm doing knee highs on the plane and like all this stuff and it's like you don't even know the audibles what is going on anyway fake high fives going down the tunnel like (laughs) oh man it's just so fun to watch his demise it sounds evil to say but like mr try hard like not trying too hard wouldn't it wouldn't appear Hmm. Let's ride. Anyway, All right. APC <laughs> I think country. I'll, I'll let's build ride. Up your note nug because it's just fun. Like it's just the sheer improbability. It mine is just more. Mine's more of a uh a, a nugget about my own internal jubilation, <laughs> and just it's I I would be really really speaking out of turn if I said it was giving. 2010 Packers vibes because you knew that team was good and just had some bad some bad shakes down the throughout the beginning of the season and then like really started to turn it on but there was an improbability to that season it feels a bit more like the the relaxed season where things just you know really started to come together at the right time but I don't know why I like I don't know why in my head I didn't think that this was a possibility. It always they always seem to keep you in just in this like weird little maybe phase for as long as a season lasts. I don't there seldom is it where we're not watching meaningful Packers football in January. And without I mean, what is are the games on New Year's Day this year? So they're they are going to be playing technically a meaningful game in January. Yep. Again, it's just cool. I, I'm back. I'm I, back on it, Zach. I'm a I'm a believer <laughs> until have, I'm not. I have um, bemoaned the um, extending the season an extra game for a while. I think it's a it's a player safety problem. I I I have not loved it, but I will say that this year with the NFC as kind of crappy or to put another way crowded in the middle as it is um we're getting a lot of meaningful football in these last these last two weeks it's really going to play into their favor um just for those who may not be initiated although i i doubt you're listening to this and not um <laughs> Packers win out. No this, new listeners. Yeah, the the scenario is Washington's got to lose one, or the Giants need to lose their remaining two. That's the help that the Packers need. Mm. So well, and the uh, the Commanders are now starting Carson Wentz for the remainder of the mm-hmm. season. So that's like Matt Lafleur, like paid Ron Rivera. I don't understand why he did that. I don't know what's I don't, going yeah. on over there? No clue. Alex, give me a uh, give me a note nug. All right. My note nug is a, is is me trying to arrive at a conclusion. It's me just sitting at, on a fence 
and it's about whether or not I actually think Aaron Jones is underused or not. And I know that in this game he was injured and he was working through whatever. He was questionable going into the game. Maybe he was on a pitch count, whatever it may be. But I think I sent a note during the game because this Dolphin game, as they were down and as things were trying to starting to slide a little bit and as they started to kind of just like do a little bit of the Rodgers hero ball stuff, it seemed like it was crying out for Aaron Jones. And I wondered, is there a less a, a player of such proven talent with a, a lower usage rate than Aaron Jones? And it seemed like maybe because we're so hyper-focused on that, and I feel like it's a consistent narrative everywhere that Aaron Jones doesn't get enough touches, that that's totally legit. But I honestly don't know. Like, I kind of just like, I wonder what you guys think, because I'm I'm thinking about, like, who are his contemporaries? The two guys that came to mind for me are Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler. Um, I don't know. There's probably more comparable players to him, but I just like thought of those two guys right away. I mean, McCaffrey's like never healthy. So I, I just went to like their numbers this year. And actually, oddly enough, even though Kamara has uh, two fewer games under his belt, um, they all have almost the exact same amount of carries on the season. Um, and roughly while Eckler has way more targets in the passing game, he has like 119 targets. Um, really similar numbers in terms of receptions and targets as well. In fact, Kamara and Jones both have, uh, Jones has 54 receptions, Kamara has 55, uh, he has six, uh, Jones has 65 targets, Kamara has 74. I think the glaring difference to me is if you look at averages, Jones is so much more effective. So you could make the argument, I think you can build the argument that he's actually better than Kamara and Eckler, but is that because he's used less frequently? In other words, like if he's getting more touches, do those averages eventually come down? But he's averaging over five yards carry, and that's pretty insane. So I really don't know where to stand on this whole thing um, because it seems to me that like he's their best offensive player and he's sometimes barely featured in games. But... um, then you look at an offense it. that's theoretically built around the run. Exactly. And there then there. you there take there. a step back and you look at like the season long numbers through 15 games for him so far. And you're like, well, it's not that far off the pace. So I don't know where to go. Like, is he the most underutilized great player in the league? Or is he just, um, you know, kind of like in maybe that like second tier, nearing first tier of running backs in the NFL? And it happens just so happens to be that he's so effective on a per touch basis because they do a good job of limiting his touches. Like I, I don't know. Sorry that, that I, I, I want to like have a conclusion on this, but I just don't, I'm still really torn. Um, I think it's the former and not the latter. He's that good. It's yeah, we our sample size is too large season over season to think that's not the case. I think he's been, I think it's going to come out at the end of the season that there's been a nagging issue that they've been, the pitch count's been more, um, uh, I don't know, apparent than we've seen in the past. It just can't not be. So, or, or it's just terrible play calling. Yeah. Well, can I do a sub nug then? Because what I actually had written down was sub like, nug. explore <laughs> idea of pitch count. Because I also think it's interesting that the Packers and such prominent players, like on big contracts, like franchise stalwarts, and regardless of position, like you can't really like, 
Bakhtiari is not a guy you can be like, well, we're not going to hand him the ball, you know? Like, he was on a specific play count, pitch count. Yeah. The same can go for Aaron Jones. Like, is this, maybe this is way more common than I think, but does their medical staff literally, like, go into a game evaluating, like, I think we can play this guy in this brutal sport about X amount of percentage of our total offensive snaps? Because to me, that also kind of seems dumb. Like, I, I'm a little bit more of an absolutist. Like, either you're healthy enough to risk your entire body once because every single play is probably a similar injury risk right in this sport um or or you're not and um i don't know i i think it's yeah i i question the pitch count thing and how effective that would be uh, uh when the alternative might be okay he doesn't play against miami and then he's really good against minnesota because he did nothing to impact the miami game you know um but technically he's he was still put at risk there's something to be said about reps though like yeah there's something also to be said about his mere presence and what that means for how the defense um is you know preparing for the game lining up thinking about a given play you know even if he's just in there as a as a decoy you know i think that matters yeah i I guess yeah Yeah. uh, going off reputation i guess it's way way different compared to having taylor back there although he he had a like one drive at least where he kind of like flashed a little bit. He got a big first down. He looked like a good pass blocker too. It just it you feel confident. Um, I don't know. He he gives you it. He gives you kind of an air of confidence that you didn't have with some of the other running backs earlier this season, especially when Jones or Dylan couldn't go. Yeah, I, guess I don't know. I just think up- like if you've got Jones on the field, think about this. If you got Jones and Watson on the field, who now commands respect, you know that's like. Two players who command an eye. Those are their and, best two players, right? They have the most explosive opportunity. And it opens them up. It opens other players up. And, you know, since Watson has, has come on, whenever they're both on the field, particularly, you know, the offense has worked more frequently. And it's been, you know, we got the bartender's attention. <laughs> I yeah. Think Aaron Jones yeah. being in the lineup is, is, is part of that. I don't know. It's not well, a very Watson's scientific a, take. Sorry. Watson's a whole other story. And that's what I wonder too. Is he going to be one of these guys who's going to be playing like a super limited basis and he'll be on the field and then it'll be like, okay, I guess we got to like watch for the deep ball, even though there's not actually a realistic chance. He's healthy enough to like impact a game in that way. Yeah. That guy's uh, hurt a lot, dude. Yeah. He's hurt a lot. I know. Something for- that I've, that I've heard from, from some beat writers, just just their opinion basically on actually seeing him in, in person and being around him is just that, and this is the case with a lot of particularly receivers um, that come into the NFL rookies. Um, they just got to work on their body. Like year one is just you got to get you got to build up <laughs> enough padding, <laughs> basically to be an NFL player. I mean, he's obviously like he's like rocked up but needs to meet needs yeah, more beef he's, i think he's, he's working with about three percent body fat it looks like <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing he is pretty physically imposing it's not like he's coming in looking like well but he's also not like dk metcalf i guess but so. like Devonte ran into the same issues through his first two seasons yeah as well i don't need to always draw that comparison but maybe yeah. there's also an art of learning like by being in the league of how to take hits, you know, like he seems like he gets hit yes. so hard. Yeah. Like he gets beat up. And at some point you think about like guys who, who have longevity in their career and you don't really remember them getting blasted, you know? Yeah. And it's probably just like those little nuances of like, 
the way you position your body and they like milliseconds that make a difference between you getting absolutely, you know, rocked and, and maybe you take like a, a hit slightly off the top of your shoulder pad and get down, you know, whatever it may be. Well, I was uh, thinking earlier today, actually, um, about Rogers and sort of all of the, you know, injuries that he had very early in his career and he had concussion issues and, and, and I don't know if he worked with a specific person, but he said about like, like learning, like better ways to protect yourself during a play, better ways to fall, et cetera. And I don't know. I was just thinking about that randomly as I was listening to another podcast, they were talking about Tua and he apparently, um, he's in the concussion protocol. I don't know if he actually got concussed in that game, but he definitely in the first half, you see him hit his head on the turf. And then in the second half, I mean, he threw three picks on three consecutive drives. Yeah. I you, think it was think so, it's confirmed but, now that he's out next week. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking I mean, about Rogers and all of his concussions and how he's talked about like l- learning how to fall basically and learning how to protect yourself. I'm like, man, Rogers just and Brady's like, the master at that too. You'll yeah. say that. These guys got to call Tua in the offseason to be like, <laughs> here's my specialist. Here's here's what you got to figure out cuz like Tua needs that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it almost looks like it's a mixture of that and some pretty shitty luck it appears. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tua is also a smaller guy to begin with, so that that also could factor into it. But um can we, uh, without risk of turning too negative, uh, <laughs> can we agree that had Tua not been concussed, we would maybe not, we'd be like next in line to get the bartender's attention. Like we wouldn't have had the eye contact yet because like they were getting gas. I mean, he still threw for over 300 yards on like 16 completions or something like that. He just happened to throw three completions on what seemed like back to back to back to us. You know, um, yeah. that was, that was scary. Like it, I expected the Packers defense to actually look better than they did um, going into that game. And maybe that was just me being too. I mean, the first half was pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, Pretty brutal. He had like, he was averaging Tua was averaging basically like something like 20 yards of completion in the first, (laughs) in the first half, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, um, Tua was very much in the giving mood for the holiday season. Mm. which I thought that joke was going to slap until I learned <laughs> he played the entire second half with a traumatic brain injury of the same kind he's already experienced two of this season, further yeah. exacerbating what is a major issue for the NFL and specifically with Tua this season. So I felt like that joke maybe, uh, you know, didn't yield the same uh, amount of laughs that it otherwise would. So what you're saying yeah. is Tua ruined also, your joke. Yeah giving his inconsiderate brain to a heinously brutal and unyielding and unforgiving sport. Well, <laughs> as long as we're talking about um, defense, I'll, I'll point to um, one, one listener not before we throw it to break the philosophical soldier tweets in. We're not moving on from Barry. Are we <laughs> oh, God, um, this season? <laughs> it just like, he's doing just enough. And the, and some of those throws were just gifts. I mean, the the last interception by Rasul was a legitimately good play where Tua got baited. I thought that was awesome. The thing um, is, I still think that they're moving on from Joe Barry. I think that they could make the playoffs. They could even win a playoff game. And I still think that they would move on from Joe Barry. I kind of feel like that decision is already made. I Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope whenever their season ends, that within like five days, he's gone. But I don't know. The don't, amount of what seems like, I mean, for lack of a better word, babysitting that has had to go on throughout the season in order to, you know, 
get Barry schematically to do certain things differently, like not play everyone 15 yards off the line when I'm like a third and 15. Um, to me, like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the head coach, but you, you want to be able to trust your coordinator is just going to do the, you know, be in the right look at the very yeah. least. And I, you still can't. So I don't know. We and were... there's the whole Jim Leonard thing. And we know Barry was not the number one candidate. I think that they would, they would be primed to move on. Yeah. Just my uninformed opinion. I hope so. We were saying during the game in the pre concussion to, Tua, what would the you know yardage to go on third down have to be for you to feel confident for the Packers to get a stop? And I think we landed on thirty. Yeah, we might have even bumped it up to thirty. Because like third and twenty three, I'm shaking in my boots with Joe Barry against Ty Hill and uh, uh, Jalen Waddle and, yeah. and a non concussed Tua. But um, yeah, I hope those things don't get forgotten in the midst of this run that the Packers are favored like by the Vegas odds to go on and get into the postseason, you know, like I hope yeah. that these things don't get lost when they look back and, and evaluate this season in its entirety, but they, yeah, they probably I, won't. I don't think they will because I, I think it's pretty obvious that what you have here is some talented players on defense playing well in spite of <laughs> the scheme and the coordinator. And seems the like calls. we said, you can only we said Jair's playing his own game and has been for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, he's just yeah, man. He had a what a what a gift of a pick he had after Jair had on. I think it was the was it the touchdown? Perhaps the worst tackle attempt I've seen oh, all season. Man, it was it was like you would have been you would have been better off not even showing up in the frame and and not trying. Like mm-hmm. it was such a such a meager attempt. Yeah, it was bad. That's a guy playing his own his own way. Yep. <laughs> He's protecting his money. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Yeah, that too. We're going to put it to bed uh, with uh, one more note nug, and then we'll throw it to break and read some poetry. John tweets in the Packers are using our emotional capital to get themselves into the playoffs, only to probably lose and break our hearts. That's right. That's right, no John. I am ready to get yeah. hurt again. That's exactly what's happening. Um, but you can't, you can't break my heart if I'm already dead inside. So let's go, baby. <laughs> Playoffs. <laughs> we got the bartender's attention. All right. We'll yeah. Right Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. 
That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back, and we're gonna we're gonna go past the beaded curtain. This music is appropriate because my dog, who has been a jerk all day, is behind me now, very peacefully sleeping. So lucky, fortunate, feeling relaxed. Breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. <laughs> all right, let's read some poetry. First line of defense, a rough start, but a comeback. Now he gets the bag. Talking, of course, about Elton Jenkins. Just wanted to uh, to shout him out. Um, a bit of a rough start coming back from that knee injury and bouncing around the line, but he's played really well for the past month and kind of reestablished that he is a, a future rock for the Packers. Um, and they rightly extended him, gave him good money. And we had a lot of question marks earlier in the season about this offensive line and they were moving people around and things weren't going well. And there are still some questions, but I think the future is starting to come into, into shape and I'm feeling better about this offensive line. Agreed. Love the signing. I love it too. And he really, it's just, it was the litmus test isn't, fair one this year because he just he hadn't looked like himself for the majority of it so um he's proven that he's earned to be a top paid offensive lineman and he got rewarded for it get your money baby and who knows how long box gonna be here yeah and that you know this this gets into like contract stuff that i think is a, a little bit over our head but on the the repack texan and justice um, we're talking a bit about it. I don't know. It's it's interesting uh, what they will or won't or can or cannot do with Bakhtiari and that and that contract. Um, a lot of what a lot of the opinions I trust say that he'll probably be back next year. There's not really much yeah. they can do about that. But I mean, give him another offseason. A healthy Bach is that's you want that player on your team. Mm-hmm. All nice to have Zach Tom though. Yes. Got to say. Yes. Yes. Solid the... pick, Goody. Yeah, like I said, I think that there was a lot of uh, a lot of consternation earlier in the season with I think what we felt was some uncharacteristic uh, uncertainty on the offensive line earlier in the year and 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 some inconsistency. It's not something where we have been spoiled for. I don't know. 25 years basically of having solid line play and when it's not there you're like oh that's that's what most of the other fan bases are are putting up with from time to time so mm. seems like we're we're right in the ship and I feel good about that good stuff 
Who's got love poetry? You. Love you, Elgi, even <laughs> though it's Elton. But I called you Elgin for the first four years of your career. <laughs> it is an unusual spelling. I'll cut you a little slack. Thanks. <laughs> Nick, you got a poem? Yes, I do. And it uh, sort of mirrors what you were speaking about and what we were all speaking about earlier on in the show, but I'm ready. (laughs) Even when this ends in a horrendous heartbreak, it will be worth it. I'm ready to get hurt again. No question about it. We're ready to be hurt again. (laughs) And this is the first time all season where like really, 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 I can get myself like I, I'm coming in with confidence into Sunday's game. Favorite at home. I mean, we're riding high right now. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I share your confidence. I no, it, think- it's it's um it's it's yeah it's it's a, a fake, um, t- <laughs> totally lofty confidence, but um. I don't share but there's, there's something I, to be said about it. Going back to um, going back to the the Glenn's philosophy that we adopted earlier in the year of just going into each Sunday with no expectations. I think that is kind of what I've been riding each weekend, and so I there there is a way in which that does instill confidence, but yeah, it's not. It's not, my fear is my fear is that I've moved past that. Um, in my brain and in my heart. No, don't care. I know, and I'm and I'm really worried about my my mental at this point. Um, fool. Yeah, I uh, I think once I think once we're up against the 49ers in the playoffs is when I'm going in with absolutely no expectations. (laughs) We got to get there first, man. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get there. Now I'm, I'm yeah, I've totally, I've totally 180 right now. Um, you still need a lot to happen. You still need a lot to happen. But and this I mean, does more- not feel like the team of destiny. It really doesn't. They had to have so many crazy things happen. But just, beating the Vikings, like f the Vikings. I will say that <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the yeah. take. <laughs> yeah, that's my take. I I mean it's a solid one. They're they've been fake good all year. That's what I mean. Bozo of a quarterback who's just waiting to, you know, harm them. That's the thing. Like Kirk Cousins lying in the wing, right? Like Yeah, right. He's he's, gonna loft one into Jair's arms and dag gone at himself to the sidelines. Exactly. That's what Alex is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's 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 waiting on our side to blow it. Yeah, he's like uh hunting. He's like just like waiting to basically just shoot a tranquilizer dart through Justin Jefferson <laughs> um, and then and all this momentum that the Vikings have I guess if they even have they're, they they're don't underdogs. have they've they're, got no momentum right? they're underdogs they're they're gonna be they have they're gonna be a team that finishes how many wins do they have right now 10 or nine still I don't no, know they're over 10 no yeah they're, over they're 10. a double digit win team in a crap year when like nobody is that they, they have, have 12, 12 wins. wins they're 12 yeah. and 3 that, that goes to show how crap they actually are is that i couldn't even confidently say that they've gotten to 10 wins because like they i don't think of them anywhere near the same category Their point differential this season is like five points or something it's insane but 
They're underdogs. They're 12 and 3, and they're coming to us. Crap team. Proven crap team. <laughs> and they're not. And they are underdogs. And I would bet on the Packers if I had to. Just for the Crazy. listener, I love the enthusiastic Alex, you pointing at yourself. Proven crap team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does that that's mean? Us. Why does the pan what does the pointing at yourself indicate? No, like we, we, people know what we are. We yeah. know what yeah. we are. Right? Yeah. It, it, oh, we're the proven crap team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Got the royal it. we here. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well, I mean the, the Packers are bad. There's no denying that. I just I just want to have some fun over these last couple of weeks, boys. Yeah. Let's have some fun together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Greg Olson over here. <laughs> movement. <laughs> Hashtag movement. All right. We are two new Glarises in and rocking and rolling. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, did you write a poem? I did. I All did. right. Proven you- crap team. <laughs> <laughs> A wise man once said, one should be memorable. These Packers took note. Weeks ago, I think it was maybe like two pods ago, I said that this would be an otherwise forgettable Packers season. I kind of regret saying that. Yeah. um, Because the journey that they have taken us on between like thinking maybe we would have like a top 10 pick uh, to now wanting to make the postseason because I actually think we can win a playoff game. Um, that in itself is pretty memorable. And not to mention the fact that when, however this ends, I'll come away with this season with a couple of like really fun memories about specific players. Um, you know, Jair Alexander, everyone like loved his post game three, you know, just because he was just being a real person, which I thought is kind of cool. I thought Alan Lazard taking out three dolphins and then counting them um, after that block was like one of my favorite plays of the season. Like, I think I could think back to a couple of different things from this year and be like, oh, yeah, no, I'll I'll think about that one for a long time. I'll be like Sean Nixon, baby. The the revolution of our special teams. Like, I mean, hello, we're going to be talking about that for Decades, baby. Oh, the same way we were, we were calling Allen Russell. Oh, dude, he should have scored. That. He <sighs> almost had the Packers' first kickoff touchdown since I think since Randall Cobb Randall in 2011. Cobb. I yeah. couldn't believe my eyes <laughs> when I was seeing that. And then Rodgers um, got sacked out of goal to go. It's just that was the, the most, most frustrating thing. I'm like, so that's how this is going to go, huh? Is, is this just going to be a foreshadowing of the entire game? And it almost was until... Yeah. See, that was that was Keyshawn Nixon through sheer will was like, no, Alex, I'm going to make this a memorable season. And then the Packers offense was like, "Mm, we'll see about that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead? I just faded into mediocrity, just like you (laughs) envisioned. Yeah. Anyway, they this has been memorable. It may not be good. They're not. They're proven crap, as (laughs) as stated a million times already. Uh, But. I'll I'll remember this team for a while um, for just how bonkers well, just, and they were. Just like the breakout of Dobbs and Watson has been fun. Like we might be seeing the next ten to twelve years of Packers receiving, mm-hmm. depending on how things go. Yeah, uh, Watson stays healthy. Like we said, I I think there's very few players who have done what he's done this early in their career and not been really good. So he, you know, 
And Dobbs, like, uh, you kind of forget about him, which is like almost the best thing you could say. It's like, that's a compliment to Watson, really, when you think about it, because he's been an extremely effective rookie receiver. Yep. Um, so anyway, um, I just love that Lazard thing, too. Like, they, they have like they they may not be good, but they have character, you know, as opposed to like maybe some <laughs> other bland Packers teams that were winning a bunch of games. And you were like, it's a matter of time before these bozos just get smacked this crap yeah. smacked out they, of them in the playoffs. They have the weapons, too, like especially now with that we're seeing the receivers come into their own a bit more like it just feels like a blight on the coaching staff to not get them in the right position which we kind of been saying all season too yeah so i really wish um this is a total aside and possible advancement of the show hmm. um i wish we recorded this when player props were out because i would love to know what the odds on a mercedes lewis touchdown anytime touchdown scorer on DraftKings are because it sort of feels like it's just kind of a joke that everybody's in on at this point yeah and like LaFleur is just trying to like work one to Lewis to like almost like you know win a win a bet he has with someone internally or something he's probably like that. got some incentive in his contract like <laughs> over like three touchdowns or something it's insane <laughs> um the man yeah, and and also he had a, a long reception that may or may not have been a catch. Don't care. Um, that uh, was, you know, I didn't know he could do that still. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. I thought he only caught one yard passes for touchdowns. I thought that was his sole function. But And played as a sixth offensive lineman. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know he could uh, occasionally be on the receiving end of a He looked fast. He looked fast enough, unless it was deceiving. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, see another memorable thing. Like they, you, there you go. Even a lot of little things. Big the, dog Mercedes touchdown. Lewis pushing fifty, catching long balls. <laughs> pushing fifty. I think he's thirty-eight. No, well, <laughs> fifteen football years. I mean, yeah, Tom Brady, in, in who actually end, is pushing in 50. tight end years. Yeah, he's he's old. Um, I think I had joked at some point in the off season, like who would could I beat Mercedes Lewis in a foot race? <laughs> I mean, the answer is no. The answer yeah. is no. I would yeah. roll my ankle in two seconds. My body would reject the idea of physical activity. <laughs> Speaking um, of which, we uh, this this whole holiday week, um, I've been off work for about about a week now, which is very nice, and I feel very fortunate to be able to do that. But every single day, we've done, um, Alex, as you put it, tending to the estate project. So I've been. Up ladders, mm. down ladders, painting, hammer and stuff. And my body is not happy. Mercedes Lewis, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. You're going to, yeah, you double as a creative deck director in all black and uh, a craftsman. Maybe there's a tool belt behind that chair. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. You know, I'm it's an eye the holder. Yeah. But, you know, it, you're good at that too. You guys get up to anything on this uh, this holiday break? Noteworthy. Mm, a lot of lot of soirees at my estate. Um, my girlfriend's family is all from around here, so a lot of hosting. Getting good at the hosting thing or passable. I'm a passable host. What do, what 
what does that look like for you? Is that like being attentive to everyone's needs? Uh, yeah, sometimes like- you kind of go in. There's like this autopilot kind of host mode where you you're attentive, you're you're cooking, you're cleaning up as you go, uh, making sure everyone's having a good time. Sometimes you're on music duty. Um, on Christmas Day was of course Packers and then Bucks, so I was distracted by both of those games. Um. Yeah, you, you, it's it's a it's a level of domestication I didn't know I had within me. <laughs> so I'm, what's I'm, the, I'm proud uh, what's of myself. The holiday, uh, you said music duty. What's the holiday playlist for the family? Yeah, it depends. You, you uh, it's it sort of works like a wedding, I think. With when the old folks are around, you hit you hit them with some of the like the more classic holiday songs. <laughs> the old folks, and uh-huh. then as they start to dwindle, you get to you can you can pick it up. Maybe there's some like Bieber or Ariana Grande. Maybe a little, maybe it's like Buble earlier on. You know, something nice, <laughs> nice and easy. Buble early on, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a Christmas crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, but no, I was fortunate to have AP join on Christmas Day. Um, neither one of us made it back to our respective homes, but we're fortunate to have family out here earlier in the month, so we get to uh, spend the holiday together. Yep. Drink and, a little too and, much, eat a little too much, and Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve, we did a uh, we uh, drank a bottle of the um, uh, unpacked pod house uh, scotch. Ooh. Uh, I think it's become the official scotch of the pod until maybe we have we get some education from Tex. Yeah, we yeah, we missed he joins the, us. Uh, the whiskey tunity uh, earlier a couple weeks ago, so we'll have to. Maybe that's an off-season thing. Maybe, maybe once, maybe once the Packers lose to the 49ers in the playoffs, yep, <laughs> we can, we can yeah. have on for a whiskey and scotch uh, education pod. Drink the sorrows away. A lot of eating, a lot of drinking. You know, it was it was good. A lot of sleeping, also awesome. Yep, rank that very highly. So yeah, I'm the loser who's still waking up at like 7:30 every morning because that's just how oh, I'm wired. Yeah. Oh, I'm waking up early. I'm just going to bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that maybe a little cat nap here and there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Um, degenerate Corner. Do we have any? Uh, is it too early in the week? Do we have anything up? We don't have any. Uh, we got some stuff. We got some stuff. Just wanted to say last week, this Packers team keeps on scoring. Said over total points, 23 and a half. Cashed. Boom. Pumped. Um, you know, we, we do some winning over here. In this corner, mm-hmm. got a couple wins. I, at some point, I'll go back and tally them all up, <laughs> see if we're in the black for the year. We missed we missed a couple weeks, but I would I would be shocked if we're not, um, you know, net positive on the. Yeah. Uh, on I the would season. I would agree. I think you might have even you may have fared a bit better than I have. But um, all right. So again, not everything is out. So I here's what I was looking at. Um, for this one, and this is maybe too much confidence, but I am thinking that I want to take the Packers to. Uh, actually, you know what? I might. Uh, we're doing this real time here. I'm just kind of <laughs> scrolling through these. I had a few <laughs> things in mind. Bear with me here. Bear with me. Uh, team totals. I like the Packers over touchdowns, two and a half. I will say that. Hmm. Um, now it's you're giving up a lot of juice. It's minus one eighty, so it's not necessarily a, a, a money maker. Um, but I also like so 
under team props again earlier in the week, you know, these things are kind of the only ones around. So you probably have to dig deep if you're listening to this a little bit later. But team total points, they break it down by half. Packers over 12 and a half first half, a little bit better because that's only yeah. minus 125. And it's uh, I can see them scoring two touchdowns in the first. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's like. Maybe this is just like nostalgia and me thinking of all these great childhood memories and I'm making it more glorious than it was. But like, I always felt like holiday season at Lambeau, like they can start fast. You know, the vibes are going to be great. Um, And they score like this team scores. So I don't know. I kind of like them jumping out to a lead and then us like just holding on for dear life the rest of the way. So I'm going to say over 12 and a half team total points first half. That'll be my official submission for. On the two and a half touchdown tip, uh, against the Dolphins, the Packers did only score two touchdowns, right? The rest was field goals, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of field goals, yeah. yeah. And I and I lost the over two and a half touchdown bet that I took in that one. Uh, but it was uh, Dylan and Lewis, I think, were the two touchdowns. Yeah, but and it was Iron Man Crosby. That's right, <laughs> Mister All Reliable. Um, so the mine. We don't have the props available yet, um, but I don't. It's probably going to be bad juice on this one too. But I say take a Kirk Cousins interception. It'll Ooh, be, yes. it'll be uh, plus or minus, or it'll be point five, and you can bet on either side of that. Um, I would say take that. I would say take another AJ Dillon touchdown. The big man's going to keep rolling. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think Cousins will go for over whatever his yardage is. I bet he passes for 300 yards. I just have that feeling. Doesn't yeah. mean the Packers are going to lose. I just think that yeah, well, they they'll hemorrhage mean, They gave up yards. 300 to Tua. It's yeah. totally plausible that Almost Justin all Jefferson, in the first half. <laughs> yeah. If Justin Jefferson goes off. It's not, it's, not, it's not like we don't do this occasionally, you know? Yeah. On the... Uh, Kirk Cousins interception tip. I would love if someone could pick off Kirk Cousins. I would love if it was an unexpected player. Can we get like Enigbar to get an interception or something? Like Campbell getting an interception last week was Yeah, that was like fun. that's what I love about football. <laughs> the, yep. Like the middle linebacker gets a pick. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see a Quay Walker interception. Ooh. Yeah. That could be fun because you know he's you know how fast that dude is. He would just tear up the sideline. That would be an exciting one, no doubt. How about Jerron Reed playing decent football? Yeah. <laughs> That's been interesting. Weird. And Wyatt, I mean, it took Dean Lauer getting hurt, but Wyatt getting some significant snaps. Um, well, here's to hoping Bach plays and Nixon plays and Watson plays, and we're at full strength. What I love about what's happening right now is that, Nick, I feel like you are trying to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting that vibe. We've been going for a while, huh? He's like, well, it's about time to be hitting the old dusty tree. <laughs> I'll talk all day. I got, I got, I've got a ton of notes here. No, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is Christmas break. You guys got the beer flowing. I'm going to go back to painting my garage. I don't know if you guys ever tried to paint cinder block before. Super <laughs> sounds fun. impossible. Very porous. So porous. Just drinking it up. Just drinking yep. it up. It's gonna look great. S- super excited. We're gonna hit the polka. Uh. Now we're gonna hit the polka. 
How about that? I got fingers. They press buttons. <laughs> they are opposable. <laughs> um, well, happy holidays, Zach, to you yeah. and yours. And to all of our friends out there in the listening world. Yeah. Um, Shout out to uh, the Glenn once again on the uh, Glenn Memorial Zoom account. Not memorial like you're dead. Memorial like commemorating <laughs> like the time you were. Annoyed at me. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> Happy uh, 2023, everyone. Yes, we'll uh, see you guys on the other side of the new year. But as we've learned this week, time is a social construct. Days of the week are meaningless. None of this means anything. It's all a capitalist ploy. The work week. <laughs> it's all made up. My wish for 2023 is an Arius. Irrelevant areas. Yeah, man, it's been too long. Do it I even? I think I long. removed the areas drop. Yeah, it's not even on here anymore. Wow. Sad. That's sad. That's an end of an sad. era right there. It's an end of an era. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Got the Vikings coming up. If they can win, we might get a uh, win and in game against the Lions. Things are heating up here. And uh, I don't know if I believe, but I'm excited. I think that's a, a safe appraisal or assessment. All right, guys. For them, I'm me. Keep it locked in. TackMePackingCompany.com all week long. And let's get a win. Beat those Vikings. Let's go Pack Go.